0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See bball B ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show, Song Bra,
1: hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson.
0: They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Babes on Broad. I am Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Town, and we're here to talk about all things Philly like usual. We're brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You can find our podcasts on BGN Radio on iTunes, or type in Bleeding Green Nation anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you'll be able to find us. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at BabesOnBroad. And then my personal Twitter and Instagram are at SamWills18 and Jess's. Twitter is at Run this town with an E13. And her Instagram's at Jessica underscore Town with an E. Got that right off of memory. Look, Look at you. I'm I You're killing it. And then also, if you follow me on social media already, you saw it, you can rep Babes on broad. <laughs> And just go to design tree. That's D S G N tree.com slash babes on broad and get yourself some merch and rep us. And hopefully we'll see you out sometime. And that'd be cool. If you're repping us, I'll take a picture with you. Like you're the celeb because that's true. Cool. We will do yeah. that. Okay. So, you know, if you're listening <laughs> to this, there's an episode dropping a little yeah. early because yeah. it was necessary after that Vikings loss, which we knew was going to be a close game. Yeah, because, but, like, they're both good teams. They're equally matched. to. It wasn't. So. The final score wasn't even that close, unfortunately. No, well, that's what I'm saying is, like, we so, – well, so, yeah, we didn't know. We thought it was going to uh, be a close game, and then uh it wasn't. No. And it was just hard to watch. It was. And both of our – we talked earlier, obviously. Both of our biggest thing were our corners. Our corners absolutely suck, all of them. Just I'm just going to throw this out there if you didn't watch the game – Stephon Diggs, seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns. I'm just going to jump off a tall building really quick. Yeah,
2: that's a. Did the Eagles' receivers
1: total even have 163 yards? Carson had 306. 167? Yeah. Okay. He had 306. Okay. I don't know where that came from because I did. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Maybe I cut them off. Oh, nope. I got him. Oh, awesome. I got him here. But, yeah, so our leading receiver was Miles Sanders. Of course. Three Naturally. receptions for 86 yards. So that takes that brings us up to the 303. Yeah. But then Jeffrey had 10 receptions for 76 yards. Okay. Those two were our big ones. Yeah. This is um this is stressful because there's actually nothing we can do. We get back Jalen Mills hopefully.
2: Hopefully he starts practice this week. But I,
1: he's not gonna play the full game.
2: I wouldn't think so. But I also think I mean if he's cleared for practice, he's not like. Being cleared for running and all that kind of stuff for the first time. Like, I'm sure he's been running, he's been lifting, he's been doing separate work, but now he's cleared for contact and regular practice and all that kind of good stuff. So I hope he's still what he was. I don't want people to be demanding Jalen Mills and be excited for Jalen Mills and then him not live up to specific expectations and then people start poo-pooing all over Jalen Mills again yeah, because he hasn't played football in a year. He got hurt, what was it, October 28th or something? That was when they played in London. That was a year ago.
1: Yeah, it's dangerous for him because he's going to come into this situation, and the way that it is right now, he's either going to play well or just play mildly, and then he's going to be the savior and the best thing ever because he's compared to such low standards already, right? or he's going to play just mediocre. Meteoric- Mediocre. <laughs> Words. Or he'll just Words like, are hard yes, when you're this I, angry. Tell, and I have my retainer in. No, yeah, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> but or he'll just do like mediocre to what you would expect to somebody coming back for his first game in week seven compared right. to the rest of the guys. And because everybody else is already so mad at it, Sidney Jones and Douglas and our other options, James, they're just going to be like, the house is up fire the house is on fire because first of all sydney jones sucks dude he only had two tackles the entire game after being targeted like the entire game there's a reason he was benched that in the is, third quarter <laughs> there's a reason he was he
2: taken out benched? for a guy who was on the practice squad a week and a half ago craig james you got benched by craig james yeah I okay so sydney jones
1: sucks yeah. His attitude, his body language, it sucks. I, it's we, terrible. We watched the game together, and it was literally after, I think it was the first time he got beat, so it was early in the game. When, when the whole Stephon,
2: when the whole secondary was on the sidelines yeah. talking. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they
1: had to, like, motivate him. You could see, and, like, right after that, he just had his head down the entire rest of the game. They were, he was out of it. Yeah, they were all up talking. Rodney McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins,
2: and Rasul Douglas were standing up, talking, 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 and Sidney Jones is just sitting on the bench with this blank stare mm-hmm. on his face, and you're like, figure it out like figure it out dude and like
1: (sighs) did you see what Malcolm said after the game
2: oh yeah and I think that he called him out Sidney Jones has been called out by his head coach and Malcolm Jenkins all in the same week and I just think well I just think people are getting fed up yeah and I don't blame like as fans I don't blame us for getting fed up and as teammates and coaches I especially don't blame them for getting fed up especially like they're not going to get fed up with a guy who's continuously working his butt off, giving it his all, and, you know, just trying to get better and not moping around, right? Mm -hmm. Like, as fans, it's harder to do that. As a coach and a teammate, you're like, I see him work every day, you know, he's doing everything he can, he's, you know, what whatever. For them to get to this frustrated point, that almost shows me that I don't want to accuse him of not putting in the work or something like that, but that his attitude is not right either. I was just going
1: to say that because Malcolm's the leader on the team, obviously, and he's the veteran. He's right in there forever. So, like, I don't blame him for looking at this kid. And, like, he's been – you can see visibly. Even that first time he got beat, Malcolm was right there, like, hitting him on the head, like, you got the next one, kid, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, like, to still just not be able to shake it off, that's got to be frustrating, man. Like, especially when it happens every single week.
2: I mean, it's really bad, and it's it's so hard for someone who already doesn't have confidence at that. Because think about, like, most, like, 21, 22, 23-year-old dudes, especially that play in the NFL. Like, they have all the confidence in the world, and they're too cocky for their own yeah, good. Yeah, cocky. And he doesn't have that, and that's something I think you guys were <clears throat> talking about on the morning show a little bit last week, that, like, you have to be kind of psychotic to play corner. And it's so yeah. true. Like, think about some of the best corners in the in the league and some of the best guys that have come through at that position. Like, they have big mouths on them. For example, Jalen Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the league. Think about he listed all 32 <laughs> NFL <laughs> quarterbacks last year and talked about which ones he thought were good and not. I He's not about that. That's wrong. And he wasn't wrong. No, for he wasn't really any of them. No. And then you've got guys like Jalen Mills who will get absolutely toasted up and down the field. He'll let up like four different 80-yard passes in Mm -hmm. a row, and then someone overthrows the guy that he's supposed to be in the vicinity of, and he'll like, you know, give the incomplete sign and then start flexing and wagging his finger. And you're like, you had nothing to do with that, but I like it. That's Mm -hmm. the kind of attitude that you need, and that's why I love Jalen Mills because he also, he that might happen, but in the red zone, he steps up, and he backs up that attitude. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, he doesn't hang his head if he gets beat. And Sidney Jones will get beat for a, you know, a 10 yard out and he's hanging his head immediately on like the opening drive. And it's like, dude, there's a lot of game left and you gotta yeah. figure it out.
1: And, and Craig it's James N- isn't the answer. And it's the NFL. Like, you're going to get, like, Stephon Diggs, one of the best in the NFL right now. You cannot just be like, oh man, I let him beat me once. This is so bad. This whole game's gonna be terrible. No, like, get your, Stuff together. That was a good catch by way. Thank you. you. Proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. We're learning. Yes, but get your stuff together and just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how he could be at that level and not already have the mindset of this is going to happen to me and I just have to be able to do it and forget it. It's going to happen to the best of them. It happened to Malcolm. Malcolm completely busted the coverage, missed
2: his assignment, Mm -hmm. and he said, that's on me. I you know messed up and what did he do on I think it was a another drive after that I don't think it was because I, I'm trying to I don't remember exactly the order I'm gonna figure it out based on my notes but he there was that you know the deep ball too. the deep
1: ball that was it was like back-to-back deep balls which was yeah just that both went for touchdowns sad. right are you talking no. about the breakdown where Sydney goes outside like he's expecting help from the yeah, inside yeah, that and was, They're not reading it. Yeah. So
2: okay, it it wasn't. Oh yeah, it says right. My notes say Malcolm f up right here. <laughs> um. But so either way, but he's gonna keep battling till the end. You know, he's also a guy who it's gonna happen, and it happens to everybody. Like it happens to the best corners and safeties in the league, and that's fine. But he's also a guy who he's not gonna let that get to him. But he also has some of the best situational awareness in the league, which is something that the rest of these players don't have. So something that I thought was really, that really stuck out to me was there was that one almost touchdown pass to Adam Thielen. One almost touchdown pass, and he caught it, got one foot in, and then landed out of bounds. Malcolm was not close enough to him to make a play on the ball. He got one foot down, and Malcolm does what he does best, caught him and drove him out of bounds, so that wasn't a score. Well, there were two touchdowns that were plays that had our corners had any sort of situational awareness, that could have been the result. So it was the one – so I don't remember if it was the last touchdown or not. My notes are – there. there's too many things written. <laughs> but Sidney Jones had one of them. I think it was the first touchdown. Adam Thielen, he he was looking at the ball and didn't try to make a play on the ball. You're like, okay, situational awareness. Yeah. He, he's a little far
1: away from you. You're looking at the ball. Get a hand – do something. Put an arm up. Please. I know That's the annoying thing with Sidney is we were talking about it on the morning show. He has the speed, but he's just not good at covering. No,
2: he's not good. And then they bench him for Craig James, who has less awareness. And there's a touchdown to the back of the end zone that is a, that's Stephon Diggs' third touchdown. A little toe tap gets mm-hmm. him in. If he watches that ball come in and he catches Stephon Diggs in the air and drives him out of bounds, that's not a touchdown. Yeah. It hurts me. It hurts me to watch it and then watch another game of separate teams and watch the way that their corners play. It makes me sad because this is the worst secondary in the NFL. Oh, by far. Hands down. And that hurts me to say because Rodney McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins
1: are having pretty good years. Yeah, I agree. And even before this week, I feel like Rasul Douglas hasn't been terrible. He's been one of our best, but I mean, being the best out of a prickly bunch, I guess. I don't know what that saying is, but... Yeah, but... You know what I mean? Like So he's been our best, but he did have
2: a rough game this week, too. I also think for Rasul, I really think he hasn't gotten a fair shot for a role in the NFL. And by that, I mean... Now, this is going to be something that people are going to jump all over me for, but... (laughs) My point being, he's always been the guy in this backup role. And he never gets to just be, like, the guy on a a relatively decent defense. You know what I mean? Like, he's always a guy that ends up being in there when the rest of them are hurt and they're getting beat left and right no matter what anyway. And he is trying his best and he's just a little bit slower than a Stefan Diggs. And, like, he just – you just see this stuff from him. So, like, think about, like, this, that final play of the – um. The Cowboys game in Dallas last year when the ball like somehow managed to bounce into Amari Cooper. Stand. Like just things like that. Like I feel like think about how well Rasul played in 2017 when they went to the Super Bowl. Like he played so well because he was one backup on a pretty full secondary. Like Darby was on IR for a while mm-hmm. and then came back everything was still okay. Like you still had Jalen so Mills. You, you had like, Rodney McLeod. You had Malcolm Jenkins. You had a relatively decent linebacking court. Like you had all these things and you just had to put Rasul in there. Well, now your secondary's decimated and Rasul is your best option. Yeah. You're trying to make him the savior of a wide open. So I just feel like he hasn't, like 2017 was his best fair shot. And I just don't feel like the last two seasons, he's really gotten a fair break when it comes to this. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. You're a backup. I I understand. But I, I, I feel for the kid because I feel like he's one who he doesn't hang his head. He works hard and he's always out there battling. And, like, he's just caught so many awful breaks because of bad secondaries by the Eagles. And I don't also don't know if, you know, this is a question for you. Is it them?
1: Or do you think it's a Jim Schwartz and Corey Unlin problem? I don't know, man. This is so complex. And this is one of the things we've been talking about on the morning show mm-hmm. is I, so if you would have asked me earlier, I would have been like, what is shorts doing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then looking at it, they're really just not good, man. And like, like, that's one thing right there. It's like Douglas, he's a good backup. If you have to use him occasionally, that's yes. what he should be a career backup. He should not be your, your best corner. Yes. <laughs> so that right there just shows you that it is definitely a lack of talent and it's crazy because so that's a Howie problem that's what I'm saying and we've we as in the Philly fan base as a majority like majority of us have been Howie Roseman he's a god and after all this you're like "Whoa, whoa Howie like are you gonna do something or yeah so like I
2: wrote an article before last season So over like a year and a half ago and a lot of it, I actually bounced a lot of the ideas off and the idea for the article was actually Rob's my co-host from the madness and we talked about it and it was something that we really broke down a lot. And it was something that I got after writing the article, got a lot of awful hate for like you should find a different career path. You're Mm -hmm. terrible at this. Like you suck. at Like, Oh, like it was awful. But it was, are we putting blind trust in Howie Roseman just because of the Super Bowl? Like, did, are, are we... Are what made we, you write this? What was it happening at that time that made you... So he had traded for Michael Bennett, and then Michael Bennett was indicted on a federal charge. And then he traded for someone else. Oh, Daryl Worley. He traded Tory Smith for Daryl Worley and oh. Daryl Worley. Remember, he got arrested at like the 95 entrance on the corner of Broad and Patterson. He got literally like outside the Novacare complex. He was in his car and he was so I think he pretty I think he got a DUI and there was a gun in the car and okay okay yeah he was arrested. So it was those two things. So then all of a sudden it's like, are we gonna have this this are we gonna have Michael Bennett to be able to play here? And then they cut Daryl Worley. Like they, so they traded Tori Smith for him. And I get it, he was gonna be like a cap casualty mm-hmm. anyway, but still you're like okay. And I just thought that there weren't. You know, certain guys, like, they let Trey Burton go. They re-signed Nigel Bradham, which I, you know, certain things I didn't disagree so with, saying, but, like, yeah. you know, they let LeGarrette blunt walk, which I thought was a big mistake. Yeah, I agree with they that. They were just – they had so many free agents last year, and I didn't think that he necessarily made the right decisions on all of them. I'd have to go back and look at the full list, but yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think all of them were the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So it was – and everyone was just doing the same thing. How he's a god, could do no wrong, and, in you know, he's a cap salary wizard – But when it comes to drafting, depth, and... Drafting, dude. Yeah. And so you're just... It was one of those things where it's kind of like, let's all take a second here and just think about if we're just blinded by this Lombardi trophy in front of us or if we really objectively think he's making the best moves for the football team. And I was horrendously attacked for it, but it's its true. And now people are starting to calm down and look at it and say, look at what we've got now. And I get it. He, I absolutely think that when it comes to making the salary cap and stuff work, he is smarter than anybody mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, he's good at that. Drafting is not good.
1: For a long time now, it Talent hasn't
2: been. Talent evaluation is not good, and you know, overhyping the depth, quote unquote. We have now. I get it when you talk about depth. It's like putting one guy in here and there. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous at yeah, this point. Yeah. So that's a Howie issue. And my other issue, this one, this is one I have a problem with. Why was Craig James the first one to be put
1: in there instead of Orlando Skandrick? I don't know, man. That has to be something that maybe they saw something in practice that week, right? I don't I, know. That, that has to be the but, reason why they saw something in practice. Because I, I, there's no other reason that right. I can think of. I know it was the Jets,
2: but he balled out against the Jets and only played 18% of the snaps on defense. And it wasn't because he was playing special teams. He, play, he did not play a single special team snap. I would have liked to see him in there before Craig James. Because although I know Orlando Skandrick, mm-hmm. we've made fun of him for getting burnt up and down at times. He would have at least had a little bit more situational awareness. And that once. Well, yeah, that's t- the veteran Yeah.
1: Right. I don't, that's a good point. I don't know. Um, before we go to break, we're just going to, we'll get this in real quick. So oh, sure. some trade options. We looked at the corners. Well, at least we just spent 20 minutes talking about how much our corners suck. I know. So that's what I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to give you guys hope, but then listen to this list. So, there's really no names that stood out on the free agency cornerback list. So it's going to have to be a trade. Yep. And, uh, the best one right now is a guy we've the been Holy talking Grail. about is Ramsey. And at first I actually, so I was like just brainstorming this in my head and right. next to Ramsey, I was like, most likely won't happen. And then, um, Chris Harris, we talked about him before, mm-hmm. but the only thing that sucks with that is I don't know if the Broncos will trade him because. They've won, we talked about before, it would be if they went 0-4, yep. 0-5, and, 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 and they've won their last two. Yeah. So I don't know about that one. And then Xavier Howard's been a name mentioned, but with that, he's the best guy on Miami's defense. I doubt he's they're the going to trade guy. him. He's the only guy. They <laughs> just signed him to a five-year extension, so he's expensive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
2: There's another one that's been tossed out there.
1: Patrick Peterson. Yeah. You said this earlier. I didn't hear it.
2: I saw someone say that they should try to get Patrick Peterson and Jordan Hicks in a deal. And I almost chucked my phone out the window.
1: I was so angry by that tweet. Um, Could you imagine if we had to give up like a Goddard just to get Hicks back?
2: (laughs) That's when I go find the tallest building. That's when I climb to the top of the Comcast building. But no, I, I think that's another one that, because that's, He's a little bit older, but that's another veteran guy that you could hear. Just another interesting one for a yeah. team that's not really winning. They did win on Sunday though. That was a heartbreaker for the Falcons. Brutal. <laughs> that was terrible. I felt so bad. Yeah. Not really, but yeah. The, so those are some interesting ones. I don't even know at this point. I don't even know what it's. It's one thing if it's like, okay, you clearly need a D end. Okay, we need like four corners. Yeah. Two linebackers and maybe another defensive tackle and.
1: I don't know if that'll even be enough. Yeah, dude, I don't. I just look so lost. I feel so lost. My, I literally was like, oh, these trade options. We're going to end on a good note. And then I said that out loud. And I was like, geez, man. We need all of them for this to work out. That's a, like, we need all of them for that. I know. Dagger to the dang heart. Send it to the break on that one.
2: <laughs>
1: and with that, we're going to take a quick break.
2: Unfortunately, we are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
0: Got your happy price,
1: price line. Welcome back to Babes on Broad. This is episode seven, or we could do. No, yeah, it's seven. Never mind. It's seven. <laughs> this is a full episode. This is, this is a, a full, full episode. freaking episode right here. Okay, so we're just gonna. We left you on a bad note, and we're gonna start back off on a bad note. Just, there aren't you know, really any good notes to start no, on this week, Sam. No, there's not. But it's okay, because it's over. And after this, we're done with it. And we're on a Dallas week, so we can talk some. Yes, we had to get this out of our system, and then yeah. we'll have our have our Dallas episode, which will Sucks be episode. out. That'll be out our normal Friday morning. So tune in to that. But okay, so we're gonna go into the other things that happened. This is the other most people's number two. I don't think I hate it as much because I cut Doug slack. The fake field goal. Yeah, your opinions. I I hated the call.
2: I did. I did. I I disagree with it. It was the only situation they could. Run that with the time out at the end, or with a, 20 seconds left, mm-hmm. and getting the ball coming out at the half. Okay, only opportunity. I I stand by what I said. If it would have worked, no one would be complaining. Like yeah. If it would have worked, everyone would be talking about how Doug has huge you know whats and how much of a genius he is. Just like the Philly Special. If the Philly Special in the Super Bowl didn't work, instead of taking the points on fourth down, everyone would be freaking out the same way that Doug's an idiot, whatever. But it worked. So Doug is a genius, and he's like the the meme from mm-hmm. South Park where the guy has his you know balls in a wheelbarrow. Right? That like <laughs> yes, that's exactly what that was. If this would have worked, and he would have gotten the ball to Dallas Goddard, and Goddard would have gotten out of bounds, it would have given you you know gotten out of bounds with. 16 seconds left. You have two shots at the end zone before you can send the Mm -hmm. field goal unit out for an actual field goal. Okay. I get it. I completely support Doug being aggressive. I completely support him throwing trick plays in there. I completely support all of that. Do I think this was the best thought out play, best drawn out play? Absolutely not. There was one
1: option. I hate that. I hate that. That's my only, not only, but that's my biggest problem with it.
2: And apparently it was like on film, Like, they practiced it during the week when they were letting media, like, have film, and they were, like, live. So there's, like, actual footage
1: on it. So the Vikings sniffed it out like that. They could have known right away. I also heard another reason they could have known. Trey Thomas picked this up. So, um, Elliot, normally when he goes on for a field goal, he looks at nothing but the field goal goal post, like, where he's about to kick. And this, if you watch back, it's actually true. You see him before he puts his head down like he's going to go kick – he looks off to his left over where Goddard was. Yeah. So that could also have been yep. a giveaway there. Sure. So I think having one option
2: was bad. I understand like people are like, oh, if you're gonna go for it, just leave the offense out there. It's it it's not a trick play then. Like yeah, it, yeah, you know. It's so going for it. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I I don't love it, but I'm also not as furious about it because if it would have worked, everyone would be hailing Doug as the like like, the next president. Like, yeah. y- you know what I mean? Like, everyone would be talking about how he's so smart, he's such a genius, he's so creative. I just think the play wasn't drawn up very well. I don't hate it. It's probably the worst play of the entire NFL season so far across <laughs> all 32 NFL
1: teams. That's fine. It happens. But, yeah.
2: Okay, well, it is know, what it is.
1: You took that one by the horns. What I do actually, you think? Dude, I literally completely agree with you. We were I, sitting here. We were both just like, well, where should press record. Yikes. Yeah, I will. I was confused by it and like, but you're exactly what you said. Like, that's Doug. That's what makes Doug Doug. And if it worked, we would have loved it and he would have been a genius, just like you said. So that's why I'm literally exactly what you said. The thing I hated about it is there was one option. So obviously, Jake Elliott, not an experienced quarterback, he's gonna panic if he sees one guy even in the vicinity of him. Yeah. So like, I just think you definitely need to give him another option, but. What can you do? I also think it's interesting
2: because usually when you do fake field goals like that, it's... The quarterback that receives it? It's usually a backup quarterback that's the holder. Now it's more often the punter. But, like, it's usually the punter or the holder that jumps up and does what... Would that
1: give it away, though? Like, if they sent McCown in to be
2: the holder? Oh, yeah. If they sent McCown in instead, that definitely would have given it away. But... I, I don't know. I just they should have done it. Nobody's
1: being a cow, baby. No I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> that li- listen, that fake field goal
1: was not the biggest concern of the day. No, it's just getting a lot of feed like harsh feedback. Yeah, if you have heard Doug Peterson's press conference.
2: And I don't. And I him saying he'd do it again. Would you want him Wouldn't to be like? Would you expect anything? Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> that's Doug. Would you want? Do you want him to be like? Well, in hindsight, that was probably not the best idea. I really regret it. No! He's gonna stand by what he said. And guess what? Next time it might work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope he never runs that exact route. No, day. no, no, no. That no, was no, very poorly no. designed. But, um, okay. yeah. I mean, he, he, what did he say? He said, had Dallas caught it and stayed in bounds, what would Jake have done? That was the question to Doug earlier this week. And he said, the previous field goal attempt, he, oh, he said it would have been a first down, he would have gotten out of bounds. He said the play was there to go out of bounds. The offense goes back on the field. Bottom line, it didn't work. Assuming there's two shots at the end zone, if it works, that then they go out of bounds. Whatever. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, the logic's there. I just don't think it was executed well.
1: Clearly. I agree. I do okay. designed well either. So now, this one. I feel so bad for this, dude. But not really. I just... Okay, so Zach Brown. I don't feel bad for that guy at all. Okay, so I... If it's released for a playing reason, okay, that's not, dude, like, sorry, you just weren't good enough. If it was released because his big butt mouth, Jeez, dude, you, I feel so sorry that you just lost
2: your career. I don't feel bad because he has played, like, absolute crap all season long so far and has the audacity to run his mouth before <laughs> and after that game, after he played like crap. Missed tackles, looked silly. Oh, I was so angry after that, and I seriously, I tweeted. You did tweet. It. I would. I wish I had the power to cut Zach Brown for the Eagles. And then he was released 24 hours later, and I was so happy. Not even. Not even. I was thrilled, elated. I wanted to leave the entire defense in Minnesota.
1: Yeah. I told you that. Well, yeah. I don't. That's what I'm saying. If it was for his play, I do not. Disagree with it. I think it's a good call. But if it was because he called out Kirk Cousins, that makes – I feel bad for the guy just because, like, come on. You're not even good enough to be talking trash. Just stop it. Now you cost your career, dude. Oh, poor guy. Well, let's talk – Howie's two linebacker
2: off-season acquisitions have been cut. Not traded. Cut. cut. So now we're left with Kamu Grugier-Hill, who I really who like. I like, yeah. But he
1: came off of an injury, so he wasn't right. even there in the beginning. Nathan Gary, who's Nathan Gary. Yeah. Hey, T- interception!
2: Leading the team in interceptions.
1: <laughs> TJ
2: Edwards, who I, I like. I'm surprised he went undrafted. I like him. Mm-hmm. He he actually contributed towards the end of the game. They had him in there. And a hurt Nigel Bradham. Yes. Those are your linebackers right now. I Right. Your linebackers weren't good to begin with, and now they've just gotten significantly worse. Yeah. Because at least... You know what? I don't even have an at least for Zach Brown. He was terrible. He was terrible, and I'm severely disappointed. And I miss Jordan Hicks a lot. I understand he's leading the league in tackles, and I understand it's because their defensive line is abysmal, and they get run all over. So he obviously, it all works out that way. seriously. Yeah. But he's playing really well. Last year, I know he only played 12 games. He had his best season.
1: He had three sacks last year. Without the Jets game... What did the Eagles have? Four sacks? Yeah, four sacks without Jets. Yeah. Cause they got one this week and they had three going into the Jets.
2: If you don't miss Jordan Hicks, Hicks's talent that he had on the field, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah. Ah, dude, I'm just stressed.
2: All right. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get a little bit less stressed. Let's, let's talk about the offense a little bit.
1: All right. Not terrible.
2: Not terrible, but not good. No. No. I, <laughs> there, the drops were there again. Mm-hmm. There were two drops by Zach Ertz that hit him in the hands. There were two drops by Alshon Jeffrey that hit him in the hands. And there was one drop by Matt Collins
1: in the end zone. and Which he went, he had no yards, no receptions, anything on the day. Like, did you think you were going to trick people by being like, oh, we're going to get Mac in the end zone? Because nobody cares if you have Mac in the end zone, dude. Go for it. What?
2: Jeez. My biggest problem with them right now is they're looking for penalties instead of focusing on making catches. Yeah, I agree. All of their drops, they were worried about trying to get the contact and get the call when that should be the least of your worries. That should just be a bonus. And you need, if the ball, listen, if the ball hits you in the hands, catch it. That's it. Catch it.
1: Yeah, you're like, you're, you're a professional catcher. That's literally what you that's do. That's what you do. The wide you receiver. We've talked
2: about this. Your your job, your literal job is to catch the ball that's thrown to you. Yeah. And I also have a giant problem with Nelson Aguilar. I, obviously, that first one, he was not pushed to the ground. That should have been called his pass interference. The second one, that deep pass to him right down the middle, he thought he got the contact, so he stopped trying. I don't have any patience for a professional football player getting paid millions and millions of dollars just for quitting. That is disgusting to me. That made me so mad. And you and I talked about this.
1: There were not a lot of people out there that looked like they were trying to win that football game. No, they didn't. And I mean, besides Carson, Carson looked mad. His face was bright red. The I definitely time. He saw was him yelling. scream the F word. Yeah. Carson Wentz screamed the F word, people. That's how frustrated that, he was. That should say a lot. It does, because nobody else looks like they want to play, and it's right. extremely frustrating. And, like, Zach Ertz, man, like, obviously, I still, like, I love Ertz. We I all think do. That's our guy. Yeah. But lately, like, get your sh- stuff together. Yeah. He's just not... Something, I don't know if something's going on, but he just looks like he's super in his head lately. I don't know if it's that article last year, because he's not getting targeted as much. I don't know what it is, but... I don't know what it is, but it's really,
2: really difficult to watch a football game when you genuinely don't trust any of your receivers to catch a ball. And I yeah,
1: I feel for Carson. Yeah, and
2: we've been—I've seen a lot of this on Twitter this week, comparing him to different quarterbacks and things like that. But like, one of the biggest things is Carson is a sensational talent. But at the end of the day, he also needs other talent around him that's going to
1: make that sensational play yeah. for him he doesn't need superb people you know what I mean just somebody that's gonna catch a ball when he gives it to him someone that's gonna make a play. like for example Tyreek Hill did you see that play he was yeah. in like triple coverage
2: he's a foot shorter than everyone else around him and he still goes Went up, and up plucks that ball right where it needs to be we don't have anybody that's going to make those phenomenal plays, and that's Miles a- Sanders. Miles Sanders. <laughs> Freaking Miles Sanders is the one who's. Gonna- I will. And plan, I love that. I like his uh, down the
1: field potential.
2: I do too, but he can't be the only one that's reliable down oh, the no. field. Yeah. Well, that's a problem if he is. That's 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 not good, and I, I just it's really really painful. Yeah, It's painful. It's painful to talk about. It's painful to watch, and it's painful to turn on another game and watch any other quarterback in the NFL have receivers that go make plays to support them. Carson is trying to carry this team as best he can. But you have things like, obviously Jordan Howard ran really well, but there were a couple times he missed a blitz pickup. You know, and yeah. almost got Carson killed. He can, you know, do some of his magic sometimes, but other times there's nowhere to go. The offensive line, the right side of the offensive pl- line played well. Jason Peters issues with his knee again. Andre Dillard had some really good drives, some really bad drives. I Isaac Sayamalu no. yeah, Isaac Sayamalu isn't young. No. And he's way too inconsistent. Yeah, I agree with that. And his Carson, his receivers aren't getting separation. They're not catching the ball
1: at this point. I don't know what else. I'm sorry, Carson. I'm frustrated. That would be my word. instead of painful, just frustration. And yeah, we already said it. That's what Carson's been showing. That's what a lot of them malcolm Malcolm's been showing. I think that's just the word for the team right now is frustrating. Yeah, and I just I'm
2: not concerned with the offense. I'm just annoyed with the offense. Mm-hmm. i'm con- I'm not concerned about the talent they have about their ability to put drives together because when they all put their heads down and grind, they can do it. We've seen them do it. We watched them put a complete game together against the Packers. We watched them put drives together against the Vikings. And, you know, the defense I have serious concerns about. The offense I'm really not – I don't have concerns. I'm just annoyed and Amen, sick system. of it. I'm just sick I mean, of it. And I just – Do you feel better now that you got it out of your system, though? I mean, like, yes, but I had to – but watching the game twice just, like, really hurt me yeah, inside. You, yeah, I, I didn't do that. I was still cooking. Well, so here's what I'll, what I'll say. Games like that, I, I'm too emotionally invested to take the kinds of notes that I need to be able to adequately prepare for this and the other shows during the week. So I, ha- I knew I had to sit and watch it again, but I also yesterday was sitting at work just all I could think about was the fact that I had to watch it again and how not excited I was for it because I knew it was going to – I was still yelling at the TV as if it was happening live. Like there was one ball that was tipped in the air that was almost intercepted and I reacted the same way yesterday that I did on Sunday. I was like, and then I was like, oh, right, that wasn't. An, like, But it, yeah. it was, you know, it's still just, it's so hard to watch. And it's it's worse to watch the second time because you watch, you know, you watch a lack of effort in some spots and you just watch disappointing production from people that are supposed to be better and that you were supposed to be able to rely on. Amen. Overall takeaway from, like yeah. your like, your top three takeaways from the Vikings game.
1: We need a corner, a couple corners. Mm-hmm. Poor Zach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> chill out on Doug, people. Cause everybody's coming at him. Yeah. Mine would definitely be, corners suck. All of them.
2: Why can't our wide receivers catch? That's frustrating as all, as all hell. And yeah, I'm with you on that one. Chill out on Doug. Yeah. Like, and also, furthermore, we'll talk about this more on our next episode. But chill out on Doug for what he said for, about the game Sunday. I support him wholeheartedly in that. If you, if he said anything else, you'd be pissed. As a, as a fan, you'd be pissed if Doug said anything other than what he said. True
1: that. But it's Dallas we. You just scared the crap Woo! out of me. Woo! Dallas sucks. Dak sucks. Dak does suck. I was hashtagging that all day. Dak sucks. Thank you. I
2: mm-hmm. I, I love that about you. Dak does suck. I can't stand that man. And wait
1: until. Friday for you guys. I'm excited.
2: But with that, I think we got it all out of our system. Yes. We've maxed out this Vikings game. We maxed can finally. Out children, relax and all stop cool it. <laughs> we <laughs> can finally close the door on this game, wash our hands of it, and move on to Dallas Hate Week. Three and three, tied for first in the NFC East. Yeah, not the NFC at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for the day. Thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you follow us on social media at babes on broad, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Sam on Twitter and Instagram at Sam wills 18. You can follow me on Twitter at run this town with an E 13 or on Instagram at Jessica underscore town with an E make sure to head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, download the episode, give us a five star rating review, subscribe, subscribe, buy some shirts so you can match us because we're super cool and we're <laughs> going to get more, a couple more up there in the coming days. So Keep an eye out for that. But for now, we can put this one to bed. Get into Dallas Hate Week. Go Birds. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on
0: Broad. BGN.